welcome to today's program work life harmonized with the one the only they are the bomb jupiter stone hey thank you wow that's <laughs> nice that was nice i'm gonna jump with the energy hey hi hello. <laughs> aloha and welcome and where are you coming to us from Today, oh yes, we are coming to you from the other side of the the, the, the equator, almost. <laughs> I am in my office, which is in San Juan, Puerto Rico. San PR. Juan. Yes, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, como my welcome in Hawaiian and bienvenidos in Spanish. <laughs> I it. love a multilingual. I love a multilingual experience. I'm here wow. for it. Perfect. As much as I can do today. So. We have a lot to talk about in terms of what you do on this earth for this planet with mission-minded, hearted, sold people as a social media strategist, a video producer, a multi-platform distribution solution kind of a, I don't know, human being. You kind of are ahead of your time, I'm just going to go ahead and say. And unfortunately, this show is audio only brought to you by podcast. However, we will include a few pics and maybe a couple snippets because you don't want to miss the interaction (laughs) and the visual of today's show, dear, dear harmonizing listeners. So I'm going to start you off with I love what you wrote. And in our pre-show questionnaire, which most of our guests love you all. Thank you. You don't do them. So we have these pre-show rehearsals and then I'm all lost. You talk about why you do what you do and how you do it. And I'm going to quote you. (laughs) You have had the privilege and experience while your brain was still forming for those of you with children, which is up to the age of 25, just here to tell you, that's when the brain is continuing its formation. So from a young age, (laughs) your brain was still forming, but you, you say you had the privilege to know that you've got the power within you to make media, media that motivates movements. Talk to our listeners about that because today's media is a trash fire. So how do you do it? Uh, first of all, I agree. Uh, this is definitely a part of my mission and why I do what I do. I'm very, uh, very much like the anti-marketing marketer. Like, I got you. We'll get your stuff out there, but not in the way you think. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Like, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I'm like, who is this daddy? This daddy is me. Wow. Yeah, soak that in for a minute, Jupiter Stone. Not (laughs) all of you have a name like that. It's a lot to live up to. And they will be showing you exactly why throughout today's program. So, yeah. You knew it was within you. And now it's what you do. So, so talk to the listeners about that. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was growing up, so I grew up on the island of Oahu uh, in the state of Hawaii, the, you know, overthrown nation of the Hawaiian kingdom. And uh, I was so, so fortunate to be nurtured by an incredible, magical people who were so connected to the ground and to the earth in ways that I knew I could communicate with, you know, everything from the ocean to the mountains, if I got myself in the right place to be able to have that communion. 
calculate. That's just normal life stuff, you know? So having that and being that such a grounded experience and growing up in such a wonderful place with such beautiful people, you know, it's like all things, you know, it, it, there's dualism in that. I also grew up in an area that was pretty rough, pretty rough, pretty rough and dangerous at times. And so I was put into this media program when I was 15, sort of as a Hail Mary, let's get a portion and a group of these kids safe and away from the shenanigans, let's just call it, that's happening outside. Let's put them on this side of campus. Let's get them into this academy. It was the Arts and Communications Academy. And it was through this academy that I was enrolled into a media training program called Sea Rider Productions, led by the amazing Auntie Candy Suiso, who in the 90s wanted to come back and give back to her school. She went to school to be a teacher and then took the only position they had available for her, which was a Spanish teacher. And they're like, do you teach Spanish? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. She did not. So what she did was she just stayed stayed ahead one lesson and that's it. She just stayed ahead of her students one lesson and found that using cameras to allow them to tell stories actually helped them retain the language better. And then people started enjoying the media aspect of it to the point where they started getting real good. And she, you know, has now developed this, you know, multi-million dollar media organization. They have a nonprofit. They have a pipeline that literally takes you from kindergarten through college and has job placements. Um, back in my day when I was a part of the program, we didn't have all that. But we were making some waves. So when there was a situation in our community where there was a festival that was happening that had been happening over the course of many, many years that um, was at this point in the early 2000s, there were fights that were beginning to break out, fights that were then turning into riots, riots that were then so dangerous that people who were vendors there at night who, you know, were local members of the community, you know, from literally coastline to coastline, who use this event to be something that produce and yield them, you know, recognizability for business for the whole year. It was getting to the point where it was dangerous for them to be there past sunset. It's really unfortunate. Also, that's when the sponsors had their ads show up on the big screen. So, you know, had to find a way to fix this problem. Wow, that's that's tough. Yeah, it was that a big deal. Difficult. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah lots, lots of people lots to deal with all at one time everything yeah. everywhere okay yeah then, absolutely then well then they basically exhausted all of their options at this point they had gone to the police they had asked for increased police force which honestly just resulted in more chaos because people were like oh the cops are here great let's throw down it was almost like oh if they're here this is this means we should be doing this and that was not the approach they wanted to so they were like what if we go to FP? And we commissioned them to do a project over the summer that somehow captures the essence of our town in a way that communicates to people to essentially, you know, stop the violence. No pressure. Um, It was an amazing experience, a group effort across multi-generations, everyone from senators to state representatives to our principal to our media mentors to mentors from across the country tapping in and giving advice to our entire crew of juniors and seniors dedicating their time to us brainstorming and then three producers 
spending the entire summer going across the coastline. I'm talking, we went onto a boat in the ocean with a fisherman. We hiked up a mountain, got military clearance and approval to go as high as we can. We interviewed bankers, we interviewed farmers, we interviewed firemen, we interviewed everybody. And we put everyone from our town in one video collectively together. And we weave together a narrative of togetherness and oneness and the true spirit of Aloha. We were able to capture it and put it together in this video, which we then showcased on the beach right at sunset, everyone crossing their fingers, hoping that nothing happens. And you know what? I'd love to give you a Cinderella happy ever after story, but there was a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Just one though. Incredible. Just one. And the very next night because of coconut wireless, it had the highest attendance that the festival had ever had up until that point. And not only was there not a fight that second night, but when the sponsors started rolling, people were like, hey, hey, shh, 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 quack, 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 Because they knew that something was about to come on screen that was about to transform them. And they wanted everyone they knew to be a part of that experience. So I did that when I was 17. And when you have an experience like that, where you can literally stop physical violence, where you can make media that motivates movements, and in this case, stops the movement, converts it, changes it into something else, makes it into a feeling. Yeah. You can't just live a normal life. I mean, I guess you could, but I tried. Honestly, I did. I worked at like an earth bar. Like maybe I shouldn't say their exact name, but whatever. I worked at a smoothie location, whatever. And I tried, I tried, I tried. It's just not my jam. I have a responsibility to do more. We're so grateful that that's not the path you chose, <laughs> that you do what you do, how you do. So now Thank I want to ask you from that incredible experience, so visceral, the way you describe it takes people there as if they are experiencing it. And for listeners who have gone through this type of violence, this type of situation in community in conflict, we want you to realize the way Jupiter portrays it is exactly how it was. It's not been filtered or altered because this is a podcast show. No, we're going to keep it a hundred and talk about it for real. So you get through all that. That's two years at a pivotal time of your young life. Mm-hmm. And, and then flash forward, you end up in this mission-based media movement oracle role that you're in where you're educating and elevating and helping others, including people like myself, that really are also aligned to mission across different types of communities and situations. So how exciting for you, what what gets you up every day? What is it? Oh, man, you know, I, it's so amazing being in this position where I get to and thank you for saying those things, because the fact that I get to amplify the voices of change makers like you, I mean, that's, that's a part of what gets me up every day is just knowing that I have this power within me to make this media to make movements, right. But it even at that moment, right, it was an organization, it was a group of female founders who started this festival who came to us, you know, a group of as I was then identified as a woman female, three female, you know, 17 year old girls 
you know, we came together and we partnered and we did something that mattered. So truthfully, it is really an evolution and a full circle moment back to what I'm doing now, as I am now also working with a lot of diverse and intersectional founders who decided to do things differently. And the fact that I get to now do this remotely, so I get to pick and choose and have a more wider reach and truly meet these incredible people, have them explain to me what is in their brains, work with my team to build a storyboard that then gets to show them like, hey, we get you. They get excited. We get to capture that in video and bring it to life IRL. Like if that's not actual creation, like that's creation and that matters. Like that's bringing life into matter. Actually, that's dope. Okay, wait, hold life into matter. We have got to do something with that because if your life don't matter, Ah! we have big trouble. So life matters. Life counts every day, every breath, every second, every hour, life into matter. Oh, I just, I love that so much. I have to mute myself for half this show today because I'm laughing. I'm getting teary. I mean, come on. My listeners know I'm a little emotional, but that's all right. Cause you know what? Life matters. So I'm going to, I'm going to put that one in my heart and hang on to that. Thank you for that gift. So we know you're excited. We know you're inspired. We know you've lived through a lot as we get to know you and hear about your story and your journey. Also, we like to know what sort of is the opposite of that beautiful coin. What de-energizes you? What drains you? Mm, Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so funny. I'm honestly just going to say the first thing that comes to my brain, (laughs) which is normal people things. I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't even know what sports season we're in right now. Legitimately, I was only at the Super Bowl for Rihanna. I'm one of those people. It is what it is. So you shine yeah, bright I, like a diamond. You know, I it's, mean, it's, 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 it. we're so aligned. I, what is normal? Listeners, listen up. DM Dana.Mahina or Dana Mahina, depending on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, X all that stuff please keep going to kinder kyndr.com download the app on your iphone or android thank you let's talk about what is normal i don't know and i don't want to know and you know i guess i need to care but blur that line so (laughs) normal drains you and so how do you deal with it when there's plenty of people out there, Jupiter, that aren't quite ready for what you're bringing. Yeah, 100%. How do you deal with it? 100%. Well, you know, when I was younger, I didn't. I realized that this growing into myself, like I was always this big. I was always this expansive. I just sucked it all into my body and made it tiny so that I could try my best to fit into everything else around me, you know? So what is really helpful for me as I move through my journey, because as I expand more, I evolve more, I deprogram more, it just becomes more weird, yo, it just becomes more weird. So what I do is I reflect back on the time where I was still trying to be normal, like actually, and that was so painful. 
that was so disconnecting from my truth and my magic and the beauty and the mission and the goal. It just, it feels like, you know how there's like 2D and 3D? It feels like 2D. Like it literally feels like lessening myself an entire dimension when I tried to be normal. So now that I have sat in that fullness and accepted that I am going to be and that this version of me is going to be normal compared to the version of me that I'm going to be in five years, like fully embracing that because I recognize how awful the alternative was has me running towards the otherness. I'm going to love my otherness because it makes me me. Well, we love your otherness and we wish this show was eight hours long because you have enough energy for all of us. We will have what they're having. Thank you very much. So changing gears again, thank you for the whiplash show today. I want to ask you, because again, you are so powerful with language. Your language is so powered by your spirit, your experience, who you are. So Jupiter, with your incredible self-awareness, your growth, your growth mindset, your beautiful heart, you mentioned words on my question about the five facets that we always talk about on this show, which are your career, your family, your friendships, your community, and your own well-being. How do you be more harmonious? How do you integrate that stuff? And you said, I prune as I grow. How do you do it? Yes. I mean, I think the biggest part of it is for me was just accepting that no matter how much I love everyone around me, it is my individual journey. Those who came before me and those who came after me directly or indirect connected to me, like they are so much a part of my journey and it is so beautiful and I'm so grateful, but not all of those things are meant to last a lifetime. And if I tried to keep everyone and everything from every reason and every season, then I would never actually achieve my ultimate goal and mission in life because it's too much. And I think some of the things that people like us do is really heavy and not everyone is prepared for that. And quite frankly, I realized it was just disrespectful to ask people to come along to places that I wanted to go and explore that they weren't ready for. So releasing them with love, like truthfully, actually, like an actual takeaway, I would write letters to them, like goodbye letters to people that I've never actually say goodbye to, but I needed to do that for myself. Write it, burn it, release it with love, you know. We talk about that on this show. That's right. Because if you're going to take the painful approach to pruning, It is painful. It's not just painful for them. It's painful for you. And so you talk about pruning some very close members of your own family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've done it too. And many of our listeners are relating to this right now. And they're going, uh, yeah, I love that in theory. How? (laughs) How do you prune those you love? You gave some insight. Would you mind going a little further? Into no, that. Not at all. Not okay. at all. Happy to, okay. because it truly is something that I stand by and I recognize like I have the ability to ha- conversate about this because I am years removed from the actual experience. Right. But there was a buildup. So what I will say is if you're already questioning or if you know and you have that feeling inside of you that's like, oh, every time I go to empty so-and-so's house or I already know my mom's going to say this, you're like pre-triggered before you even get into the situation. You're literally killing yourself. Don't do that. Um, knowing that that's happening to you and recognizing what that is. And I feel like maybe this might even be the moment 
uh, a lot of us feel like we need permission, you know, with like the yes. compounding weight of, you know, you got to do this and that's disrespectful and, you know, show respect to your elders and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I think it's 2023 and we need to shift over that narrative and really start to think about us globally. Like is listening to your mama really worth the destruction of the world? Cause we got to redo some of these rules that we got from the great, 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 great forefathers. So first of all, just like look at it logically actually i would i would say that you know it's a very emotional thing but for me i actually painted a piece and i let it out and flow i was like what is this feeling inside of me and i let it out because at first like i couldn't even bring myself to bring myself to say something negative about a member of my own family which was someone who reared me you know what i mean so but when i truly let it out of my body and into something in the physical form in 3D, it was a house and it was on fire and it was red and I painted so much red. And I, in texts wrote, you can't tell that you're inside of a crazy house from within its walls. And it was me like recognizing I was looking in at certain members of my family and friends and coworkers who just weren't seeing things like I was seeing it because they actually literally couldn't. So that helped as well is recognizing like when I was there, I couldn't see it. So of course I have to understand that other people who are still in that space can't see it. So what do I do that's the most respectful thing for me and them? You know, you release it with love. At first I tried to be like, we all gotta go to therapy together. Come on, let's end the generational trauma all over one and one for all. It's only gonna take 10% of us. Let's I could logically, logic, logic, logic all day, but you're working with people with real emotions and real triggers. And the fact of the matter is for me, it was my mom telling me like, yo, I cannot go there. I have moved so far beyond these things in my life. And I recognize that she had molded and almost solidified herself in this place to handle life as it is from where she was. And if I truly loved her, the best thing I could do is respect that and walk away. And honestly, it was hard because losing people like that, it wasn't a clean break. I also lost my entire nuclear family. And then people in my nuclear family recognize me being away for as long as I did. They're like, oh, this isn't some dramatic YouTube stunt. This is real. Like I was really going about my own healing on my own alone because I recognized that my personal healing was also healing those in front of me and behind me, even if I didn't understand how it was going to work. And then other members of my family started stepping out and coming into their own. So now I'm not all by myself out here anymore. And we are setting an example for the younger ones in our family and the younger generations to be like, hey, you don't have to deal with that bullshit. You can make your own. It's hard, but it's going to be hard either way. So it might as well be hard and you get you. It's hard now and it'll get easier after it gets harder. Definitely. Definitely. So so now we're going to add catalyst to your repertoire because- That's really what you're talking about. So for those of you that understand the pain that is releasing your own nuclear family, I had a very similar situation because I had a bipolar mother and I had to release her and it was very unpopular and um, I was a pariah and all that shit. So yeah, first save yourself. And what I would tell you is if you're healing generational trauma and pain and shame and all of that, 
it is not for the faint of heart. It's going to be tough. I do want to echo Jupiter's permission granting. And if this is the only place you're going to get that permission, you can put this show on repeat, 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 <laughs> repeat. Permission granted. Jupiter, let them know. Permission granted. Permission granted. Permission granted for you and all of your friends. Because blood ain't thicker than water. I'm here to tell you. And that won't be popular. Go ahead and DM me that too. That's fine. Let's have healthy discourse and debate. I welcome it because my very strong opinion, and it's my show, is that blood is not thicker than water. And for those of you that relate to that, just remember you create family in ways you can't even imagine when you consider that possibility. And for those of you that have beautiful, loving, or at least understanding families, great and good and go ahead and hang on to them too, because let's face it, it takes a freaking village, no matter where you're from or who you are or where you live or what you believe. And you're not alone, Jupiter Stone. You are not alone. And I am so unbelievably honored that you're sharing your grace and your wisdom with our audience today. I really want to tell them how to find you so that they can continue to evolve and grow and learn. Where is the best way for them? Where? Where will they find you? We will plug and put in show notes, Sea Rider Productions, that Auntie sounds truly remarkable and aloha media hello where do they find you (laughs) yes 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 so my primary social bay at current is linkedin i'm having so much fun there and i feel like this could probably go on forever and that will remain evergreen because linkedin's dope and for some reason people aren't listening when i say to hop on so y'all should hop on and find me there jupiter s stone um that will connect you to my linkedin page for aloha media projects I also share a little bit more personally and like BTS stuff for my life as a media strategist and a producer on my Instagram, which you can find at Jupiter at Stone. So if you rock it with those two socials, they will umbrella you out to wherever in the interwebs I decide to be at that point in my life. Yeah. Ooh, mysterious. I love their ending the show with mystery. <laughs> dun, dun, plot twist. And you do have a favorite quote that you shared What is often called exceptional ability is nothing more than persistent endeavor by Polly Murray. So talk to us about that to wrap today's show. Yeah, Polly Murray. So this is one of those things that keeps me motivated as well. Kind of attaching back to a question you asked earlier and like what keeps me motivated, gets me out of bed is you creating now is not necessarily for the audience of now. And that's what Polly Murray taught me. So Polly Murray is the first human that I know and recognize from as far back in my history at this point in time that I've done research that would today identify as a trans non-binary human who is also of a mixed and multicultural background and heritage. So they were sometimes seen as someone who was light-skinned and passing or somebody who was, oh, one drop rule, you're dark, you know, like you're black. So it's very interesting how similar of experiences we have just many, many, many decades apart. And they we actually share a birthday of November 20th. So When I found all these things about them, I found how amazing they are. You know, they are responsible for some of the core 
principles and layouts and foundations of some of our fundamental rights. Uh, you know, they proposed a Jane Crow. They proposed all of these different ways of looking at things intersectionally that truly allowed for more expansion of what it means of, you know, like equality for all. Like actually they were able to really start to capture how nuanced that was. So I like to include them. They're also in my email signature along with the land acknowledgement wherever I am. Uh, and so I absolutely carry them with me as well as a reminder that, you know, you just got to keep on keeping on. And if people don't see it today, maybe they'll see it a hundred years from now and it'll matter then. So that means it should matter now. Well, it certainly matters right here and right now. For me, myself, as the show host, I learned so much today. We have a ton to put in the show notes, people, places, movements, <laughs> missions, quotes, uh, up-leveling. So if you're interested in connecting with Jupiter, I assure you it will be one of the best, most uplifting things you've done. I will also say that I am so looking forward to whatever it is next that you're going to put those fingerprints on because you are definitely painting and creating and an artist that is here at the right time at the right place for the right reasons and you will make an impact going forward and backward hard for people to get their head around that but it's true so chew on that listeners going forward going backward and being here right now is all vital in terms of our own growth and harmony so with the largest thank you from the most deep well of my heart and soul. I want to say thank you. Mahalo, 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 mahalo. Nui loa to you, dear, dear friend, and blessings on all that you do and all that you endeavor to do in the future. Ah, thank you. Aloha nui loa. This is so good. It's time we love to say ahui hello. Mahalo, mahalo. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>